Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Would you be the jerk for refusing to let your stepsister sleep with you? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for not paying my nephew's tuition? I, 39-year-old female, recently got divorced. It was my fault. I had a one-night stand with a colleague. He fell in love, and when I didn't want to follow him, he sent evidence of our love to my then-husband John, 45-year-old male. I know I was wrong for cheating. That's not my question. All things considered, the divorce proceedings were relatively amicable. I really wanted to stay in our home. It's where I raised our son, David, 17-year-old male, and we found a way to make that possible. Soon after the divorce, my father, 76-year-old male, was diagnosed with cancer. He always wanted to go on a cruise with the whole family and is planning the big voyage for the next holidays, treatments permitting. But that time was meant to be time for John to see David, so I need John's okay. I brought it up with him and he understood that my father's diagnosis changed things, but he didn't agree immediately. He wants to talk to David first. That talk hasn't happened yet. Meanwhile, school tuition comes due. We send David to an expensive private school. John has an impressive income and he's happy to pay for David's education. But prior to our divorce, we were helping my sister, Susan, 43-year-old female, who's not as wealthy, by paying to send her two children, 16-year-old male and 13-year-old male, to the same school. Susan gets the bill and sends it to John. He responded that since they're not family anymore, it isn't his problem. Susan thinks it isn't fair on her children to have to switch schools since they have both already been going there, have friends there, and would have to go to a lesser quality school. Susan and her family have been relying on him, and it's cruel of John to cut them off. My parents think that because the divorce was my fault, this is my responsibility. They suggest I sell my house and come live with them. They've even found someone who would buy it, my cousin. I don't want to do this, primarily because of my parents smoking, but also it's not as straightforward as they make it sound. In the divorce, we set up the deed to transfer the property to David after I die. John wanted to ensure that if I were to remarry, it wouldn't end up with my hypothetical stepchildren. John thinks it's nothing to do with him anymore, and if there's money for a cruise, then it's time for the rest of the family to step up and get them through this transition. In any case though, I don't really want to push back on him because he hasn't technically agreed to let David go on the holiday, and I don't want to mess up my father's possible last wish. I feel guilty about the situation. I don't see a happy way of getting the money together, but I also agree that it is unfair that my nephews will likely have to move schools due to no fault of their own. I wish I could help, but I'm not the wealthy auntie I was a year ago. I am by no means living in poverty, but I don't have that kind of spare money either. Does that make me the jerk? The financial situation changed and OP literally just cannot afford it. I don't know what more they can really expect of OP. They're not going to uproot their life just to make sure that they can pay for this thing that really isn't even their true responsibility anyways. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for charging my friends rent, then keeping the money for myself? This will be my first year in college. When I got accepted, the first person I told was my uncle. We're very close because he took care of me when I was little because of my parents' crazy work schedules. Anyways, my grades were good enough to get me in, but not enough to get me any scholarships. 
That means I'll have to take out loans for tuition and work for my expenses. When my uncle found out, he said I should just concentrate on school instead of working. But my dad, his brother, said that money is tight right now, so my parents can't help me out as much as they want to. My uncle has investment properties all over the place, so he said it's not a big deal for him to buy another one near my campus, which he did. Then he had contractors renovate the house, so everything in there is brand new. He even had them install a bay window in the master bedroom just for me, and I got to pick out everything else like the carpet and counters. He told me he wants me to concentrate on school and not work. Instead, I can be his landlady and rent out the other three bedrooms and keep that money to fund my expenses. I have a group of friends who are attending the same school, so I made a deal with them. Studio apartments are going between $900 to $1,500, not including utilities, around the campus, with expensive ones being closer. My uncle's house is one street over from campus, so I can literally walk to class every day. I'm charging my friends $700 per room, or if they double up, $350 per person per month and split utilities evenly. They all jumped at the offer, and no one asked any questions until recently when one of them asked me how much the overall rent was. I was honest and told them about my uncle and our deal. That blew up in my face because now every one of my friends are calling me greedy for charging them rent and then pocketing the money. We're all in a huge fight and they all want to either pay nothing or throw a couple hundred in for utilities. I cried to my uncle, but he said now that I'm an adult, I need to make my own adult decision. He'll stand by my decision. I don't want to lose my friends, but I don't want to disappoint my family with bad grades either. I thought I was being fair with rent, but literally all of my friends are calling me a greedy jerk. Update, thank you for reading my post and giving me advice. I went to my uncle, this time without crying, and told him some of the advice given on here and asked him for his advice. This time he didn't tell me to make my own adult decisions and told me he was waiting for this conversation. This is what we agreed to do. I texted all of my friends, former, and told them because of the arguments and hurt feelings, we can no longer live together. My uncle offered to work out a lease for me in the beginning, but I refused because these were my friends. Because no one signed a lease, we didn't have to break any. I was worried about them suing, but my uncle said that the law in our state requires anything to do with real estate being in writing. Unlike other situations, real estate deals cannot be oral, so I'm good. This time I took him up on the offer of creating a lease for me to have new tenants sign. We spent the morning researching rent prices and making ads. My friends and I made the agreement at the beginning of summer. Now that there's only a couple of weeks left until school starts, we found almost nothing within three miles of campus. There were some options further out, but nothing was cheaper than $1,200 for a shared room, and that was in an old house with window AC units and five miles from campus. When the house was being renovated, my uncle had central air and heating installed. We came to a rent price of $1,300 and placed ads in several places including Facebook. Within an hour, I got a dozen messages. It's 4pm now and I literally have over a hundred messages. Many of them don't even need to see the house in person. Based off of the pictures and location, they want to submit their application today. Some even offered to send me the deposit, and one person said her dad will pay me the full semester amount today. My uncle gave me some advice, and that was exactly what you guys said. Never mix money with friends, or I might lose both and never tell anybody my business. He told me not to lie, just keep quiet. Thanks again, and have a great weekend, you wonderful people. So the thing I'm tripping up on, obviously OP's not the jerk. 
but if these people were good friends, they would understand that although, yeah, it sucks that you might not get some preferential treatment deal, which they already were getting, $700 per room is a fantastic deal. Real friends would have been able to understand. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my dad my stepsister broke the laptop he got me? I'm 17-year-old female. My dad bought me a mid-range laptop for my birthday since I'm starting college in September. It was a combined Christmas, birthday, graduation gift because he's not exactly rolling in cash and he has four other kids that he's a single dad to, so it was a big gift. My stepsister Janice is 20-year-old female. She does a part work-from-home job that requires a computer and laptop, but hers broke and was in for repair, so she borrowed mine on Monday and Tuesday. On Tuesday, she was doing something on the laptop while walking downstairs and tripped. Luckily, she's okay. She has some mild bruises, but no major injuries. My laptop did not have the same luck as Janice. The screen looks like someone burst a pen and smeared it everywhere, but thankfully there's no damage to anything internal. She's refusing to get it fixed for me though, on the grounds of she can't afford it and my mom and stepdad won't pay to get it fixed because they didn't break it. Which is fair I guess, but it has me really angry because I'm starting a graphic design course in 3 weeks with no laptop. I was venting about it on the phone to my dad earlier, and my dad's upset with me and even more upset with himself that he can't help me get it fixed, but he's also angry with my stepsister for breaking it. He texted her without my knowledge after, and said he'd be able to pay a third of the cost to fix it if affording to fix it is the issue. Janice came into my room and dreamed me from a height for telling my dad she broke the laptop, since it was an accident and she didn't mean to. She said it was none of his business what happens in this house, and she never wants to hear her name come out of my mouth again. She also said she had planned on saving up to help me fix it, but now wasn't going to bother because I'm a snitch. Am I the jerk? You're definitely not the jerk for saying, hey, so-and-so accidentally broke my belongings, I'd like to get them fixed somehow. How does that make you a jerk? She's just embarrassed or ashamed or doesn't want in any way to feel guilty enough to be held liable to help try to get this thing fixed. This next story is, am I the jerk for making a white people version of food for a potluck? I'm from an ethnicity that loves hot, spicy food. My dad in particular grows his own peppers because he can't find any that are hot enough locally. I can't eat what he prepares for himself. My husband and I are attending a potluck with a group of his friends this weekend. He asked me to make our contribution to the potluck and to please make something for my country. No problem. I like cooking and I asked my mom to help. We had fun. My sister also pitched in. I made lots so there was food for us tonight and food for the potluck tomorrow. We made two batches. One was about as spicy as buffalo wings. The other was much hotter. My husband came home and we all sat down to eat. My husband can keep up with my dad when it comes to spicy food. It's hilarious watching a Swede from Minnesota sweating in the middle of winter just from a little spice. My dad wanted seconds and he went to get some, but he served himself from the less spicy crock pot. He asked me why I made white people food for dinner. My husband understood the question and asked about it. I answered honestly that I've had bad experiences with people eating food that I took to share, so I always made two versions. One is fully as authentic as I can make it. The other version is white people food. It's tasty and exotic, but definitely a trade-off. For example, I'll use chicken instead of goat for the protein, and I'll use a quarter to a sixth of the amount of spice. My sister laughed and said I was being racist by assuming they wouldn't be able to handle my cooking. 
I said that she had never taken ethnic food to trade in school or at work. She grew up here and has never considered herself anything but American. I think I'm being considerate and not racist making two versions. So admittedly, as a white person that cannot handle spice, I don't particularly care at all about chicken versus goat, but I would care about milder versus something that I feel is going to burn my tongue off, whether it does or does not pertain directly to my whiteness. Our next story is, am I the jerk for singling out my boyfriend who never tips the server at a restaurant? My boyfriend, 40-year-old male, myself, and three other friends went out for dinner a few days ago for some burgers and alcohol. We had a great time, service was great, and the experience was very enjoyable. It was time for us to pay our bills, all of us paid separate checks. When we were all getting our credit cards out to pay, I said out loud to everybody just simply as a conversation, made sure to tip our waitress, she was amazing, don't be that type of person who doesn't tip, come on guys. Not going to lie, I gave my boyfriend a blank stare when I said that. My boyfriend never tips. He's one of those people where he only wants to pay what is on the bill, no more, no less. I have had conversations in the past with him explaining to him on the etiquette of tipping your waitress, since they only make a dollar and 37 cents an hour where we live and they literally rely on tips, but he does not care. Anyways, back to the restaurant. None of our friends caught I was looking at my boyfriend because they were all focused on grabbing their credit cards, and they simply didn't know that he's not a tipper. As usual, my boyfriend did not tip the waitress, but myself and everybody else did. We said goodbye to our friends and went home. My boyfriend and I took the same car home. He brought up the situation to me in the car. He said, I knew you were singling me out at the restaurant when you brought up the tipping topic. I saw that look you gave me. I apologized immediately since he didn't sound very thrilled based off of the tone of his voice. I expressed my concern once again on how I felt about him never tipping. As usual, he tells me how he literally does not care about tipping and never will anytime soon. The topic changed from there. I've been thinking about this situation all week. Am I the jerk for this? Or do you think everybody sucks here? I really don't think OP's the jerk here. In that environment, you really do and need to tip. Although I will say I think tipping is one of the dumbest things ever. Not the act of doing it, but the fact that we have to do it. Personally, I feel like everybody should just be paid an actual living wage, including waiters and waitresses. Sure, it may make the cost of eating out go up a little bit, but you just factor in that that's the tip it being included. I feel like if you go out to eat, you should just pay what it costs to go out to eat. This next story is, am I the jerk for giving my mom the silent treatment after I found out she was pregnant? I'll try to be as direct as possible. I, 20 year old female, always had a complicated relationship with my mother. Throughout my childhood, she always had problems with addiction. Basically what I remember from my childhood with her is living with her until things got so bad that our family had to step in. Moving in with them, my mom got better. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. And then moving back in with her for only for her to get worse and the cycle to start all over again. However, since I was 13, I live with my uncles. They are incredible and they always have been the parents I needed. But since then, my mother has not asked me to stay with her again. My uncles always explained that she had a disease and her leaving me with them was proof of her love for me. You can imagine that my relationship with her has always been complicated, but I've always tried to understand that this is something that's out of her control. In the last months, she's been on a good streak again, stopping all that crap. She's moved in with a new boyfriend, and he seems to be someone that wants to help her out. We don't see each other much, but I try to call her at least every 15 days, and my parents always try to report to me about her improvements. However, last week, after a long time, She was the one that called me and asked me to go out. I tried not to get too excited because I already know what she's like. But at the same time, I was happy. When we met, she explained how her boyfriend has helped her to cut 100% contact with anyone who influences her to go back to addiction and how she wants to be a better person. She even started therapy and went to rehab for a while. I said I was happy and asked what finally motivated her to make that decision, and then she told me that she helped her, but that the big motivator that gave her strength is that they decided to start a family, and that she wanted to meet me in person to let me know that she's pregnant. She said she needed to be better, to be present, and that is what's helping her focus on recovery. It hurt me, you know? That they were worth it, but I wasn't. I decided to leave before our lunch was even over and ignored all forms of contact from her thereafter. As people say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. However, yesterday her boyfriend called me, I answered because I didn't have his number saved, and he started yelling at me. He said I was a jerk, that for him, I would never have contact with his family, because apparently no one knows where my mom is, and what hindered her improvement was my attitude. My grandparents are also angry with me and said that I'm very irresponsible and that I didn't have emotional responsibility with someone very vulnerable. My parents said I didn't do anything wrong, but I have my doubts. 
OP is definitely not the jerk here. They did nothing wrong. It's great that she's recovering, but OP's feelings are valid and they didn't even intentionally do anything to try to harm them. I mean, you let somebody down throughout their whole entire life, and then after all of that show up and say, look, I'm turning things around, isn't it great? You can't just expect for them to flip that switch too, especially when what's turning it around now is something that they feel they should have been good enough to be back then before it all started. Our next story is, am I the jerk? My husband has changed all of the baby's diapers. Am I the jerk for asking my husband to change our son's diapers? My husband has changed probably 90% of our son's diapers for the first year and a half. Our son was born during COVID. I had a super traumatic birth. Our son almost died during labor and we were all alone. We both worked from home and our son was very colicky. I was exclusively breastfeeding and was up every night with him, doing all bedtime feedings, nail clippings, teeth brushing, heated baths, and diapers. It seemed like a fair arrangement. Eventually, COVID ended and we got a nanny for Saturdays, and our son started daycare. He goes from 9 to 5. My husband started leaving for the day for work. I asked him to change the diapers when he was at home, because our son, who's in the 100th plus percentile in height and weight, was hard to manage for me. I got by on days when I was alone, but it was definitely difficult. Even when my mom would visit, she would have a hard time with the diaper changing. And she works at a childcare facility because he was big and unruly. Now our son is three and almost fully potty trained. He wears a diaper overnight. So we put a diaper on at night and take it off in the morning. And I'm pregnant again with a really bad nausea. So I've asked him to get the baby ready in the mornings, as I'm usually choking back the vomit. My husband has decided he will not change any of the future baby's diapers and has become very resentful, saying that it was totally abusive and abnormal for him to change so many diapers through our son's life and that other dads don't have to change so many diapers. It's not like I've changed zero diapers. I've changed diapers anytime he wasn't home. On sick days, I'm always the one who stays at home with him and cares for him completely. I always felt like our parenting duties were pretty evenly divided until I got pregnant three months ago and things have definitely been harder since then because it's hard for me some days to do the things I used to do, like make breakfast, get his daycare bag ready, physically pick him up. Am I the jerk for letting him slash expecting him to change so many diapers? OP is definitely not the jerk. I mean just from a physical standpoint it made the most sense for this to be the arrangement. I just don't understand where he's coming from. I would like to see a little bit better communication from him on his feelings and why these things are going on. Is it just he just doesn't want to do any more work? He feels like he's completed his tour of duty? No pun intended. Our next story is, am I the jerk? Friend invited me to his buddy's bachelor party weekend. I couldn't go because of work. Now wants me to pay for my share of Airbnb. My longtime friend invited me to his buddy's bachelor party weekend at a house near the beach. I've met bachelor only a handful of times, same with a few of the other people attending, some I didn't even know. I think my buddy invited me because he wanted to spend time with me because we don't see each other that much, and I also think he wanted to lower the cost of the Airbnb. He said I would have to pay $337 for my part of the Airbnb, which I was fine to pay. The day before leaving, I got a call from my job that required me to work the Friday they were leaving, so I wouldn't be able to attend. I apologized to my friend, but there was nothing I could do about missing work. A week after the bachelor weekend, I went to see him and he told me that everyone thought I should still have to pay. He sent me a Venmo request. 
I honestly think that they should just divide up the amount I owe and make everyone else pay. I also gave my buddy a bunch of weed that I grew before he left, as a sorry for not going, and he gave it to all the people. I don't plan on paying. Am I the jerk? Update. Wow, I did not think this would get so much traction. I respect everyone's opinion, except the guy who told me he wanted to punch me in the throat or the guy who threatened criminal prosecution. I understand it's an uncomfortable situation for all parties involved. Yes, I should never have agreed to go to a bachelor party for someone I don't know well. I have a complicated relationship with the guy who invited me and it's not outrageous for me to assume that he only invited me to lower the cost of the trip. That being said, I said I would go. A promise is a promise. I do think the last minute nature regarding my work should have been taken more into consideration by them, or actually him, as he fronted the bill for the Airbnb and is now collecting from everyone. He doesn't want to go back and ask people for more money, which I understand. But part of me feels that he didn't even discuss the issue with the guys and just assumed he'd get the money out of me. In the end, he is out $337. And instead of being a little understanding about the situation, he wants me to pay the full amount. That is his prerogative. But that doesn't mean I have to like it. He could have easily have just said, Oh man, OP couldn't make it because of work. Would you guys mind throwing a few extra bucks for the trip? It's not outrageous, but he didn't, and now I have to deal with him. Also, the weed was kind of a red herring, but I didn't even get a thanks from any of the guys, even though they included me on a group chat. Maybe they didn't get any. Maybe my buddy just took it all for himself. Who knows? It is what it is, but I probably won't be so generous in the future with people I don't know. Ultimately, I'm going to end up paying him. He's been a close friend since second grade, and while he has a track record of similar behavior... I'm not going to throw away nearly 30 years of friendship over some money, but I did learn my lesson. For those that supported me and gave me kind words, I do appreciate it. I knew coming into this that I was probably in the wrong but had some mitigating circumstances that didn't make me a complete jerk. I was also upset with my friend, who has a history of being very careful with money, if you know what I mean. I wouldn't think twice about buying drinks or dinner or whatever, but when the reverse happens, I always get a Venmo request the next day. I guess some people just view money and friendships differently. I accept my judgment and will be coughing up the $337 to keep a friendship. Thank you all for your input. So yeah, needless to say, regardless of circumstances, OP committed to going here and then flaked. You're almost always going to be the jerk in that situation where you commit to it regardless of surrounding circumstances or how well you know somebody, and then dip when it's already too far gone and refuse to pay. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my dad's girlfriend that she's a gold digger? My dad is pretty rich and is retired at 50. He was dating this woman, Laura, for a couple of years, and it worried me that she was just after his money. She's 35. My dad said he'd never marry or have any more kids, besides me, 24-year-old male, because he wants to leave everything to me. Last year, dad texted me and said he had some good news about him and Laura. I thought they were going to get married and I was going to tell him to get a prenuptial to make sure our family money stays in the family. No, he and Laura were going to have a baby. I told my dad he was gross for having a kid at 50 and now he's on the hook financially. He said he was thrilled to become a dad again. I told Laura she was disgusting for tricking my dad into becoming a dad and she's not getting any of his money when he dies. My dad has like 5 million in life insurance policies. She said she was insulted by what I said 
and I said I call out gold diggers when I see them. Of course, ever since my brother was born, she keeps asking him to change his will. I told my dad she should get a job and not try to live off of him. I mean, I don't know these people, I don't know their interpersonal relationships, I don't know how they truly act in person, but I can say that from the writing OP put here, they definitely seem like a huge jerk. Listen, I understand, you want to look out for your own, you want to make sure that your father doesn't get cheated out of his riches and whatnot, but going around throwing fingers saying, you're just trying to steal his money from me, is some weird evil villain sounding type stuff. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not inviting my brother to my wedding because of his girlfriend's past? I, 28-year-old male, am getting married in three months to my fiancé Clara, 27-year-old female. Everything was going smoothly until the issue of my younger brother Alex, 25-year-old male, came up. Alex has been dating Tina, 24-year-old female, for about a year. Tina, before dating my brother, had a short-lived fling with my best friend Derek. Derek and Tina ended on bad terms and Derek confessed to me that Tina had cheated on him during their relationship. Given that Derek is not only my best friend but also my best man, I didn't want any potential drama or discomfort at the wedding. So I made the decision to invite Alex to the wedding, but asked him to come alone without Tina. I explained my reasons, saying it was to avoid any possible tension. Alex was heard and said he won't attend if Tina isn't welcome. My family got wind of this and is divided. Some say I'm justified because it's my day and I should be able to choose who's there, while others think I'm being judgmental and punishing Tina for a past mistake. I feel like I'm trying to ensure peace on my special day, but I also recognize that I might be denying my brother the chance to share in a significant life event with his partner. Am I the jerk for not inviting Tina based on her past relationship and actions? If you are genuinely afraid that there's going to be a fight here, and it's not like they're actually direct family, it's not like they're married, I don't think it's an unreasonable request, but I don't think you should be too surprised if Alex boycotts the whole thing too because of it. It's just an unfortunate situation really in my opinion. Our next story is, am I the jerk for sending my stepsister back to her room instead of letting her sleep with me? This happened last weekend. My dad and his wife Sandy were attending a wedding last weekend and hired a babysitter for my stepsister Abby, 5-year-old female. I, 16-year-old male, was supposed to do it, but I work now, so they had to hire someone to stay the weekend with Abby. The background is simple. Dad and Sandy met four years ago. I met her three months after my dad did and Abby like a week later. Abby suffers from nightmares pretty frequently. She would always seek someone out at night when she had them, usually her mom, though sometimes me, and I would always send her to her mom. This has been happening since she was three. So my dad and Sandy left Friday afternoon and were gone until Sunday afternoon. Friday night, Abby had a nightmare and came to me and asked to sleep in my bed. I sent her back to her room and woke the babysitter who sat with her for a while. Abby was really upset about it and didn't sleep well that night and didn't sleep at all Saturday night. When my dad and Sandy got home, they were furious with me for not letting Abby sleep with me. Dad told me he's aware I don't see Abby as my sister, but wouldn't I let a small kid sleep with me to help them after a nightmare? I said no, I would not be comfortable with that. He told me it's something I should get comfortable with for Abby's sake, so she can have a good brother to rely on. I told him that was not something I was going to work on that other than Abby, I doubt I will ever be asked by a kid unless that kid is my own and that will be different. Sandy said it was my job to help her kid 
and that I made last weekend heck for her daughter. All week, Dad and Sandy have been ticked about it. My mom died when I was six, and I don't have extended family, so I haven't been able to talk about this with anyone. Am I the jerk? It is in no way OP's responsibility to allow her to sleep in his bed to be comforted during the nightmare issues. Not only that, a lot of people would say that it's definitely inappropriate, and it's especially weird if you yourself say, no, I'm not comfortable with it, and they keep trying to push for it. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.